Welcome to Group Talk. Four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Leadership Journey with Bill Search. This is Bill Search, and welcome back to the Leadership Journey. 2020 has been one of those years, has it not? It's uh, one for the books. But for many of us, we're looking forward to 2021. Not that uh, the first quarter of 2021 will be all that different than, say, 2020. However, with the change of year, there's something that always comes up. We all tend to do the same thing somewhere in the last week of December. And no, I don't mean look for clearance items that you didn't buy for Christmas. I'm talking about resolutions. It's that thing that just seems natural for everybody to do as they face down the 1st of January. It's kind of a strange habit. What's the difference between January 1 and, say, September 1? And yet, there is something about the conclusion of a year. And there's this sense that the next year offers more hope, more possibility. And maybe in no time in most of our lives has that been more true. As we look into 2020, what most of us think is, it's got to be better, right? And I think, it, I think it will. At least I hope that it is. But along the way, what we do is we think as leaders, what can I do to be a better leader? What could I do in my life? What are some of the decisions, maybe some of the commitments that I could make in 2021 that will produce greater fruit in my life? Now, as a Christian, I'm not going to pretend that I can make my life more fruitful. The, at least the way I read the Bible, it's the Spirit who produces fruit in our lives. But that doesn't mean that there aren't ways that we shouldn't consider partnering with the Spirit of God so that we could at least offer up the very best of ourselves to Him. And so uh, my challenge to you is to look at 2021 and set some commitments. You can call them resolutions if you want, but might I recommend call them commitments? And I want to share with you some of the commitments I've made through the years. And these are commitments that I'm making as I go into 2021. And maybe, maybe, maybe they'll be helpful to you too. So these are 10 commitments that I'm making. And if any of these are helpful to you, then great. And if they're not, well, take what's helpful. The first commitment and. For me, this is a commitment I made 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, and that is this year, read through the whole Bible. If I didn't make that commitment 20 years ago, I would be doing circles around Galatians and James and maybe the Gospel of John, but I would never, ever come into contact with Habakkuk, and I would have never taken on Jeremiah or Lamentations. But you know, By reading through the entirety of the Bible each year, what it does is it exposes you to the entirety of the inspired Word of God. And what I have found as I've gotten older, there are parts of the Bible that didn't resonate with me two decades ago. They resonate with me now. Maybe it's because I'm hitting 
midlife. But it feels like the prophets in the Old Testament were a bunch of middle-aged men who uh, were in grumpy moods. And uh, maybe it's me. I feel that I'm in a grumpy mood more often now than when I was in my 20s. But make it a goal. There's different ways you could do it. The Version app, your church might even have a reading plan. You might even uh, pick up a, a one-year Bible. That's what I use. It's just a structured way in which you can read part of the scriptures. Some people, one year I even did a chronological reading of the Bible. I'll be honest, that got a little tedious. I kind of like the way I do it now, which is New Testament, Old Testament, a psalm, and a proverb. Nothing magical about that, but there's certainly something spiritual about that. So read through the Bible. That's commitment number one. Commitment number two, memorize a text from the Bible or a psalm from the Bible or maybe a prayer. This year, I decided to memorize the Nicene Creed. Now, I'm ordained in a tradition that doesn't do creeds. The founder of the tradition I'm ordained in said, no creed but the Bible. And he was very antagonistic to creeds. So hopefully he'll forgive me if, you know, when I meet him in heaven. But you might come from a tradition where you already have creeds memorized. But, but pick something and commit it to memory. And by doing so, recite it in those moments when you're, say, walking down the church hallway. I recite the creed every night before I go to sleep. And I usually fall asleep in the third paragraph. So hopefully the Holy Spirit doesn't mind. That's the third paragraph of the Nicene Creed. But it might be a creed for you. It might be a, a prayer for you. It might be a psalm. It might be some biblical text. When we're kids, we tend to memorize things. As we get older, we don't. It's good for your mind. It's good for your soul. That's a commitment I made last year, and I'm going to make a commitment this year to do the same. Commitment number three, establish a book reading goal. I remember years ago hearing about people who read a book a week and thinking, how on earth? And this year I accomplished it. I read more than a book a week. Now I had some help from a friend called Audible, which is a, well, someone reads to me and I do that when I exercise, but set a goal. Maybe it's one book a month. Maybe if you don't read anything, it's one book this year. Maybe if you read once a month, it's one every two weeks, but set a goal. And along with that, read a small group book. There's been a bunch of great ones that have come out in the last few years. Our good friend Steve, of course, has written some great books on small groups. If you haven't, make it a goal. Read those this year, but read a book on small groups along with all the other books. Also, weave in a, a dead author, a classic. That was my goal this year. I read a lot of contemporary stuff. So in 2020, I thought, man, I'm tired of contemporary issues. I need something from centuries ago or millennia ago. And so on my reading list were Spurgeon, St. Augustine, C.S. Lewis, G.K. Chesterton, and a host of other dead authors that I'm telling you, there's nothing quite as contemporary as reading something from hundreds of years ago. You start to realize brothers and sisters in Christ have a lot in common throughout all eras and cultures. That's number three, establish a book reading goal. Uh, goal number four, attend the lobby online. Unfortunately, we can't do the lobby in person this year. So attend it online. It's 
very easy to do. There's going to be great content. In fact, it's going to be probably our best attended lobby because, well, we don't have to cap it at just a certain number of people that can meet in person. By the way, just a little side note, in 2021, save your money so that you can come to the lobby in person in 2022. I've been to the lobby a bunch. It's fantastic. So, But attend online. Number five, make a commitment to fully invest in our Facebook group. I love it. I go on it every day. It's one of the more encouraging and exciting things on social media. In fact, we have other social media channels for small group network, but but participate in it. Fully invest in that Facebook group. You make comments, ask questions, interact, like posts. I'm not suggesting this to drive up our traffic. I'm saying this is a way of interacting with the greater community of the small group network around the country, really around the globe. Number six, make a friend. Make a new friend, but let me be very precise here. Make a commitment to make a friend who is in the trenches of small group ministry. In 2021, through the Facebook group, actually, I'm, I made a new friend, a guy named Matt. He, he's a young and up-and-coming leader, pastor, uh, very engaged in ministry in Ohio, and I am inspired by his youthful vigor. I'm, well, next year I'll be 50. I'm not as youthful as I once was, but make a friend. Maybe you make a friend who's your season of life. Maybe you make a friend that's older than you as a mentor or younger than you as inspiration, but make a friend. There's lots of people out there looking for friendship. You'd be surprised. Number seven, listen to our small group network podcasts. Yeah, I know it's kind of like self-congratulatory and self-reinforcing, but I mean it. I didn't listen to podcasts until this year when I joined the Small Group Network podcast team. And now I I love them. Uh, Nick interviewed a friend of his and they talked about a, a recent book in the last podcast. And I thought it was outstanding. The truth is I probably would have never read that book, but the way they talked about that book made me want to know more about it. And so listen to our small group network podcast, save them. You know, it's a great way to spend your commute time. It's a great way when you're out going for a walk, maybe you slip earphones on and as you're walking through the church hallways or as you're running errands or picking up the kids or something, you you listen to that podcast for inspiration, for encouragement, maybe for a little kick in the pants too, quite honestly. There's always something new to learn and share those podcasts with others and discuss them. Again, I'm not saying this because I'm one of the podcasters. Uh, we're volunteers. We don't do this for money. We do this for the love of this work. And so listen to the podcast. That's a commitment that I made in 2020. I encourage you to make that in 2021. Commitment number eight, attend your church. Now, I'm not saying that as a joke about the pandemic. I mean, I am shocked at how many ministers I know who don't actually participate in their church. They don't actually really, quote unquote, attend the church. They hang out in the lobby and they think, well, I'm doing a good work. I'm, I'm, interacting with people. I'm working. So maybe later I'll watch the service or maybe later I'll go online and watch the worship. But 
I know way too many people that have those intentions and they don't fulfill those intentions. And so attend your church, listen to your pastor's sermons. It's fine to listen to Andy Stanley and all the other great teachers of the Bible. It's terrific. Listen to Rick, listen to whoever's your favorite teacher preacher, listen to the celebrities. That's great. But your pastor needs your encouragement. So cheer on your pastor. Participate in the life of your church. And along with it, send your pastor a note, a text. Wow, that was a great message. Find something that you really enjoy within your church. Because if you're ministering to the people in your church, you'd better be in the life of your church as well. Not just in the lobby, not just in the building. So make a commitment. If right now you don't regularly sit in those services and worship and sit under the teaching, I know, I know I'm just like you. We're busy. Sunday's a big, busy day. But figure out a way to be deep into your church. So that's number eight, commitment. And I say this is a commitment, by the way, because you have to almost every week make the commitment. I'm going to sneak in and sit in that back row. I'm going to catch this service. Or I'm going to catch, if you're like me, we have three services. I might catch the worship at the first service and the teaching at the third service. But I have to make that commitment every week. So make a commitment. Be engaged. Number nine, commitment number nine, belong to a group. You know, I sat down, this is 10 years ago. It was a big, prominent church up in Wisconsin. And I sat down with the person who was leading the small groups charge in that church. And I asked this person about their personal small group. And they said, oh, oh, I'm not in a small group. And honestly, I wanted to get up from the table and walk away. Because I thought, if you don't participate in the thing that you tell everybody else is so life-giving, well, there's a word for it, and it's not a good word. It's hypocrisy. We don't want to be hypocrites. One of my more uh, salty friends will say, you better smoke what you're selling. Don't repeat that. But you get the inference. You better really dive into this thing. Now, I think most small group pastors are probably in a small group. But if you're not, start one. And really, really let the thing invade your life. Don't keep an arm's distance from your small group. Every place where Karen, my wife, and I have lived, we've been in a small group. And it's been life-giving, particularly as we've moved around the country from Michigan to Kentucky to California to Wisconsin, now Oklahoma. I tell you what, it is the difference maker. But even if you're from the community you minister to and you've been in that community forever, belong to a group because it will set a tone for everybody else around you. But it'll also make a big difference in your life. And if you've been in the same group with the same people forever and ever, maybe, I'm just putting a, just putting a thought in your head, maybe it's time to start something new. Or maybe you keep what you got and still start something new. So number nine in the commitments for 2021, fully belong to a small group. And then number 10, finally, this is just for fun. This is just for free. 
Invest in a hobby. Get a hobby. Get something in your life that you could become a curator of, a steward of. Get into gardening, into woodworking, collecting stamps. Does anybody any does anybody really do that anymore? Know something that makes you a more well-rounded person. Make some sort of deeper commitment. If you're into going for nice walks, invest in great shoes and good walking clothes and a nice set of headphones and buy that Audible account so you can listen to more books and not just listen to old Mariah Carey hits while you're out there walking. Invest in a hobby. Make yourself more interesting. God's in the details of life as well as the big, big things of life. There isn't an avenue that escapes his watchful gaze. I got into woodworking many, many, many years ago. I'm no great woodworker. I don't like sell things at craft shows, but I know enough to be dangerous, but not so dangerous that I've ever cut my fingers off yet. But through the years, I've invested in better woodworking equipment. So that when I'm doing something, I can actually do it with the best equipment I can afford at that given moment. But it also makes me a, a, a more well-rounded person. I'm not just mono-focused. I think that in the process of crafting and creating, I get to celebrate just a, just a, just a sliver of the creative God that we serve. So for me, that's a real outlet. I get to celebrate God's creativity as I try to make stuff. Well, whatever it is for you, don't feel guilty about having a hobby. Have something that interests you. So those are 10 commitments for 2021. Now, here's what I'd be very interested in. Those are 10 that I've adopted into my life through the years and will continue to. I'd be really interested in yours. And this is the beauty of the way that we release all this stuff on social media is in the comment section on our various social media platforms, our Facebook group, for instance, add what is your commitment for 2021? What is it that you're going to do that you feel a compulsion, a call to invest in? It'd be fun to learn together. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it be fun to, in the comments section for us to interact around those things? So there you go. 10 commitments for 2021. I hope it encourages you. I hope it blesses you. And here's to having an awesome, awesome next year. God bless. Hey, Small Group Network family. Jason Banzoff here, Group Talk producer and Small Group Network creative arts director. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Group Talk. And thank you so much to Bill Search for that episode, 10 Commitments for 2021. Now, before we go, let's talk about Lobby 2021. Due to COVID-19 restrictions in California, this year's annual lobby gathering will be held live online. The lobby is one of the nation's premier small group training and networking events. This year's event will run from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific Standard Time each day and will start off with a general session in the first hour followed by various breakout sessions on every small group hot topic you can think of. On Tuesday, enjoy our recruiting and training leaders panel with Steve Gladen from Saddleback, Bill Willits from North Point, and Jared Kirkwood from Mariners. On Wednesday, enjoy our coaching, how to care for your leaders panel with Steve Gladen again, Bill Willits again, and Dave Enns from North Coast. Visit smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events to register you and your team for as little as $39 per person. 
And thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website, smallgroupnetwork.com, to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.